It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate, yes, right around the UAE and available on Spotify, also Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Wednesday morning, yes, the 17th day for January as we talk Dubai property and real estate news and we've been looking back across 2023 with the vast amount of powerful interviews that we were able to bring you last year. Now I say powerful because if you are seeking real estate information there is just so much real estate data that we have. We've got predictions, we've got what happened in the past in the market and that helped of course shape our present real estate market in the UAE and it's all there really at your fingertips and this morning once again we are looking at our new year podcast real estate series for the UAE property sector which has kind of been fun just to go back and sort of revisit some of those talking points some of those big areas that were generating so much increased value And coming up next, Mario Volpe, who really did step up in answering all of your questions last year. And he is going to be back with me next week as we start off a whole new year for 2024 with real estate podcasts and picking up really where we left off. So if you have a question regarding the Dubai property market, do send that through so that is ready and waiting. Waiting for Mario. Our email address is Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com. We love to find out just what sort of property you are looking to buy, where the location is, if you are adding to your portfolio, all of that. Just drop us a line and let us know. Well, this morning we are taking you back to June of last year with Mario as we get set to travel down the time tunnel once again that is coming up next we talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals on the dubai property podcast good morning mario good morning craig good morning everybody how are those sales going i believe atlantis the royal what is happening there yeah, a, l- a lot of sales are happening there, which is very, very good for, for the real estate companies because these are very expensive or should I say high-end luxury properties. So yeah, we, we managed to sell a, a three-bed apartment there last week for the princely sum of nearly 44 million dirhams. And also uh, another development uh, is is going great guns and that's Beachfront, which is sandwiched in between Palm Jumeirah and Dubai Marina. There, there was a new uh, new project by e called uh, Bayview. So we managed to sell quite a few units there as well. So yeah, very busy week and uh, extremely pleased. Wow, you are the the flavour of the month. Now just coming back to the Atlantis, the Royal. Now you said that it was a three bedroom apartment for 44 million. I mean, it's got to be pretty exclusive for that sort of money. 
Yeah, no, it, not everybody can afford those those units there. They're very, very special. I mean, if anybody's actually been to visit Atlantis the Royal, it, it is the go-to hotel at the moment. It's made up of a component of a hotel on one side and residences on the other. You've got high-end uh, Michelin-starred restaurants uh, scattered around. Obviously, it's on the beach. It's literally just sort of down the road, as it were, on the crescent beyond what we call the original Atlantis. It's a very iconic building because when you look at it, it's uh, it's like building blocks, like these sort of shipping containers that are placed one on top of the other mm. uh, with, with sort of gaps in between. It's a super iconic shape. And uh, when it was taking shape, everybody was wondering what it was. Mm. Uh, and now that it's handed over, you know, and people can actually go and visit it. You can't fail to be impressed. I have to say it's, uh, it's a fabulous place and the apartments are really, really special. Wow. Okay. So we are going to talk after the break in just a moment about a, another development that Mario attended last week. So that is coming up next. While we can't predict the future of the real estate market, we can provide insights on what's currently trending on the Dubai Property Podcast. We talk real estate across the UAE every week with expert insights and analysis on the Dubai Property Podcast. Well, this week, uh, top land transactions in Dubai include a plot that was sold for $90 million Durham, followed by another transaction for $81.5 million. And Dubai also saw 134 properties granted to first-degree relatives, and that is worth around $340 million. And the Dubai ultra-luxury property market, we've talked about about just how much in demand it is, with purchases exceeding $100 million becoming more and more common. European, East Asian and Gulf nationals are the majority of the buyers in this price range. And the UAE, India, China, Saudi Arabia and the UK are the top nationalities investing in high-end Dubai properties due to the favourable conditions. And Dubai is also continuing to attract millionaires, with the official count now at over 100,000 millionaires in the UAE and 68,600 in Dubai alone. And in prime property, if you were wondering, the buyers from Europe and East Asia dominate the 20 million units market. So there is a little bit of a breakdown. Wouldn't it be nice to be one of those high net worth individuals this morning? Stay updated in the UAE real estate market with the latest trends, predictions and insights. Know your property. The Dubai Property Podcast. You're listening to the Dubai Property Podcast Breakfast. And we are back with Mario Volpe. And yes, as I mentioned uh, last week, Mario, you attended the Vela Development. Now, this is by developer Omniat. Want to ask you about this one? How did it all play out? Yes, it was uh, a very glitzy and glamorous affair uh, held at the Opus uh, in Business Bay. Opus is, again, another iconic building which was designed by Zaha Hadid. This particular event 
was one of umpteen that they've they've launched recently here in in Business Bay. Uh, Vela is by the Dorchester Collection, so that uh, that's kind of like the sister of Lana. Lana and Vela will be facing the Marassi Canal. Interestingly, I did touch upon this uh, last week. Omniet have actually bought the rights to the actual marina there, or, or should I say, the the actual canal. And as a result, uh, they're going to house what's known as the City Beach, which is a first for Dubai, which is a floating destination literally located on the Marassi Marina Canal. And it's going to offer some lots and lots of uh, different amenities, such as a beach club. There's going to be high-end food and beverage uh, restaurants, uh, spa, obviously the beach the, uh, and an arts club, kids club, uh, cycling track. I mean, th- the list goes on. I've seen it. It's it's not that massive. So it'll be interesting to see how they fit it all in. And these facilities will only be available to the owners and residents of both Lana, which is, which is built, and Vela, which will be built uh, both by the Dorchester collection. And, and Owen, the other thing to note is that when you, when you buy a property in Vela and or Lana, they also have this luxury private yacht that you can board at Marassi Canal that will take you all the way to One Palm, which is another Omniat development, uh, which can take you to a proper beach, as it were, on Palm Jumeirah. So you can have a nice ride all the way to, to Palm Jumeirah as well, all part of the service of the Dorchester collection. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds entertaining, that's for sure. So let's perhaps just break down in terms of what happens at these launches. Obviously, the developers want to make a splash with the critically important real estate sector. So it would, I would imagine, start with some emails going out with some glossy, impressive images and an invitation to head along to hear what the developer is doing. So for those of us, Mario, who do not go to these events, take us inside and just tell us a little bit more about how that all sort of plays out. Yeah, so it really depends on the actual developer and the development as to the the height of the glitz and the glamour and the offerings. But but you're right, it starts with either an email uh, directly to uh, management and or uh, the brokers to inform them that there, that there will be a launch. Often you have to register. Uh, sometimes they, they go through event companies where you would need uh, to have an actual ticket, depending on where the, the venue is. I mean, I've been to sort of hotels, I've been to uh, developers' offices, uh, even right up to uh, the Coca-Cola Arena, which is multifunctional destination for concerts and events where I think it houses something like 20,000 people. So uh, instead of going to see, let's say, Justin Bieber, you end up uh, seeing the offerings of a new development. But then when you actually arrive on the night, depending on how glitzy and glamorous it is, you might even have to wear a tuxedo or black tie, as we call it. There there will be shows, uh, there'll be acrobats, you know, just music on stage. But what's really good is they do the reveal, and that's often done to music and fireworks where the model is revealed uh, from maybe under a cover. And as it does so, you know, all the, all the camera phones get out and everybody videos it and the, the agents are definitely entertained and it becomes a, a social event. These are just 
uh, information uh, evenings. No, no sales are done on that particular evening. These are the pre-launches just to explain, to get the hype going so that agents will then go and start talking to their clients and organize the sales as, as per the, the proper launch, which is often done a few days later. Yeah. Now, you've obviously, you've attended uh, so many of these. So the obvious question is, which is the one that really stood out? Because when they do these launches, as you say, in Dubai, they do it with panache. So what is the one that stands out? Well, the one I remember recently was actually the one by Bingatti when we went to the Coca-Cola Arena again, which was in association with Jacob & Co. Now, for those of you that know, Jacob & Co are watchmakers and, and very exclusive uh, and expensive watchmakers. And there we had all sorts of uh, things going on. It was a black tie event. There was uh, the Emirati uh, police were on stage. The, the, uh, the, the band of the Emirati police were there all sorts of, of music going on there. Plus, obviously, uh, Mr. Jacob himself, they spoke about it. They also showed videos uh, and talking about all the exclusive watches that they have actually given and, and or sold to stars, people like Cristiano Ronaldo, they were showing his watch, which is, and these are all individual pieces. And, and, and this particular development will have parts of of the watches and the exclusivity of the Jacob and Co brand uh, within within the uh, the apartments. Yeah, so that that's the one that sticks into my mind and uh, and the food was good if as I remember as well. So all all good. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. So let's have a look at the mailbag because we got an email this morning from Lena in Berlin. She enjoyed finding out about the Abu Dhabi market offering more space for money and also Sharjah, but her question was, what other cities in the UAE are there that represent possibly even better value? She is a mother of two children, 12 and 9 years old, so schooling, she says, is very important to her. So perhaps let's just run through some of the locations, if you've got any this morning, Mario. The UAE is made up of seven emirates and obviously the, the capital, Abu Dhabi and, uh, and, and Dubai are the two famous ones. Uh, but having already spoken about Sharjah, the only other one I can really speak about to, to Lena would be the emirate of Ras Al Khaimah. And uh, Ras Al Khaimah means the, the head of the tent, funnily enough, uh, which is a weird, weird name. But uh, Ras Al Khaimah is definitely uh, an emirate that is developing very well. The, the others are probably just too small and not developed enough to talk about. It was Ras Al Khaimah that has been selected, if you like, to house the first Win Casino, uh, which will be built and operational from, I believe, 2026. So today, you're able to get also uh, good value for money, good space for your for your dirhams in this emirate. Uh, however, I can't promise that uh, beyond 2026, that will be the same, because by then, Ras Al Khaimah will really have launched itself. 
as a go-to destination as well. So for a young family, I think it would be it would be very worthwhile to to explore that. But also um, what I call the the grey dirham, uh, the retirement home. Um, I think Rack will be quite good for that too, because you know it's it's on the beach. You've got great facilities. It's actually a thrill seekers paradise. They've got the longest zip line in the world. They have mountains there. Definitely, it's uh, it's an emirate that is trying to think outside the box into attract people in a slightly different way than how Dubai and Abu Dhabi have uh, have developed their their cities and emirates. All right. So uh, perhaps in the next couple of weeks, uh, Lena, we might just get some pricing for you just to accompany that particular piece of information from Mario this morning. Well, I better let you get out there and continue with your selling, Mario. Thanks again once more for coming on to the podcast this morning. Thanks, Craig. And I wish everybody a great week. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.